You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, DMV! What's going on? Happy Saturday, everybody. Time to wake up, D.C., Maryland, Virginia. Get up and at them. Welcome to AWOD Radio. I'm Adam Epstein. The son of the junks is back. Rock and roll with me up until 12 noon. We've got a lot to get to on the show today. You're listening to DC Sports Radio 106.7 The Fan. So it's supposed to be a cold Sunday night in Landover, Maryland. FedEx Field, the home of the biggest game in the Ron Rivera era this Sunday night. Washington host the New York football Giants. The 7-5-1 and and Giants travel to Washington to face off against the 7-5-1 and Commanders. Vegas has the over-under sitting right now exactly where it should be after the two teams tied 20-22 weeks ago at 40 and a half. I'll be joined by Joe House, House from D.C. of the Ringer, at 10.30 to break down the matchup, and we'll go behind enemy lines. As Giants Radio Network uh, pregame host Lance Meadow will join the show at 11.30. So, when the NFL expanded the playoff field in 2020 to 14 teams, it created the possibility that all four teams from one division could make the postseason. I didn't think it was ever possible. And yet, with four games remaining, the NFC East is in a position to accomplish that. The Eagles are 12-1. and They've had an unbelievable season. Nick Sirianni deserves to be coach of the year, in my opinion. 12-1. and They are the one seed in the NFC. You have the Cowboys as the five seed at 10-3. and In fact, the Cowboys could still catch the Eagles. The Eagles would clinch the division with a win and a Cowboys loss this weekend. You have the Commanders as the sixth seed at 7-5-1, and the Giants as the seventh seed at 7-5-1. Currently... As things stand, all four teams from the NFC East would make the playoffs. How about that? When Rivera came in here in Washington, the NFC East was so bad that he made the playoffs his first year at 7-9. and nine. He scrapped everything midway through the season, said, hold up, hold up. I know we're below 500, but we can actually make it to the promised land. We can make it to the big dance. Let's go for it. The Giants are in a similar position this season. I think most Giants fans thought, oh, yeah, we're going to – end up getting a top 10 pick, and we'll get a new quarterback after this season. And yet they started the season 6-2. and two. Both teams know playoffs are on the line this Sunday. It's a massive matchup in Sunday night football. Washington has only lost one game since week five. How did they do that? I think it's much to do with the stellar play of the defensive line, ranking number four in football outsiders DVOA. The game plan for Washington has been to control the line of scrimmage. 
It's how they had success at times last season and the previous season. Since Ron Rivera has come in here to Washington, the way Washington wins games is by running the ball and defensively stopping the run. Washington, you know, Commanders fans, you guys know this. We want to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, hold on to the football, control the time of possession, and limit the other team's quarterback's chances. New York wants to run the ball also and control the ball. I think a quick score for either team this Sunday night could completely change the game plan. I think making the Giants one-dimensional would hurt their game plan much more than it would hurt Washington's. Daniel Jones needs to run for New York to win. He ran for 71 yards in the tie. Heineke doesn't need to run. Washington fans would love it. And we're all kind of you know scratching our head and run- wondering why he hasn't taken off more. Is Ron Rivera telling him not to? Is Scott Turner telling him, hey, we can't afford for you to get hurt? Maybe that changes now that Carson Wentz is back as the backup. Maybe they had no faith in Sam Howell. We don't really know what was going on behind the scenes. We just know that Heineke's not running as much as he used to. He's not putting his body on the line as much. If Ron Rivera's team is able to avoid this post-buy hangover that some teams have, right? They haven't played a game in 13 days. Rivera should be a happy man on Sunday night. I don't know about you, Commanders fans. You can chime in throughout the show, 1-800-636-1067. I like to make it as interactive as possible. I want to hear from you, members of the AWOD Army, here on DC Sports Radio, 1067 The Fan. 1-800-636-1067. Do you feel like I do that Washington is truly the more talented team? Washington should come away with the win Sunday. Unless we botch it. The Giants were 6-2, and two, in my opinion, based off of their soft schedule. Since things have heated up, the team has struggled. And most recently got demolished by the Eagles, 48-22. to 22. They give up big plays. They give up a lot of points. Can Washington take advantage of that? 1-800-636-1067. Uh, I do think it's interesting that the Giants made a, a move this week, elevating from practice squad... To game day, linebacker Landon Collins. Yes, former commanders linebacker and safety Landon Collins was picked up by the Giants earlier this season, and it looks like he's in line to play this Sunday against the commanders. Could that be a factor? We know Landon Collins' ability to stop the run. It's also not great when you throw it over top of him. And he has to try to run back and defend because he doesn't have the speed that he used to have. How much will that impact the game Sunday? But I want to start out with this question right here, because I was listening to Grant and Danny, the podcast from yesterday as I was preparing for the show this morning, and they had a really interesting topic yesterday on the show. Is this a must-win game for Washington? If the Commanders are going to make the playoffs this season, is this game against the Giants a must-win game? My first reaction is, absolutely. Absolutely. You can't lose momentum. His team was 1-4. Turned to 7-5-1. Playing unbelievable football. And then you get the bye week. A chance to get Benjamin St. Juice back. A chance to get Chase Young back. A few offensive linemen healthy. Taylor Heineke. More chance to work with his guys. More reps in practice. Is this a must-win game for Washington? My first reaction was, hell yeah. We can't lose our momentum. Because I could see the wheels falling off. And all of a sudden, we crash and burn at the end of the season. 
But I'm going to tell you right now, after thinking about it, I'll say technically no. Technically no, it's not a must-win game for Washington. But here's what I will say. I don't think Washington gets into the playoffs if they lose this game to the Giants, because like I'm saying, the wheels could fall off and I feel like all momentum would be lost. And then you have a short week traveling to San Francisco, who is the hottest team in the NFL. That spells disaster. So is this a must-win game for Washington? No. But if they lose two in a row, I don't know if you get in the playoffs. This is the most important game of the season so far. But it's not a must-win game for the playoff standings because both Washington and New York will remain as the sixth seed or the seventh seed no matter the outcome. With the winner of the matchup Sunday night being the sixth and the loser dropping to seventh thanks to San Francisco winning the division and knocking off Seattle on Thursday night football. So no matter the outcome, both teams will remain ahead of Seattle by a half game due to the tie two weeks ago. So I ask you, Commanders fans, 1-800-636-1067, who can overtake Washington and New York? Do you think Seattle can win some more games and get into the playoffs? I have thought all year long that they were overrated. On Thursday night, for most of three quarters, they got their ass whooped by the Niners. I mean, open receivers all game. Open receivers for Brock Purdy, the seventh-round pick. He did nothing but stand in the pocket and hit guys that were butt-naked, wide open. And then the rushing game. They ran for like seven yards a pop. And it, it seemed unfair to me because Seattle couldn't stop uh, the way Kyle Shanahan was running his offense. He was sending tight ends in motion, fullbacks in motion. And they'd get a running start on these lead blocks. And then Christian McCaffrey's speed, boom. It's second and three before you know it. And Seattle couldn't stop them for three quarters of that game. The Niners demolished the Seahawks. Then they ran the clock out at the end of the game. That's what good teams do with efficient offense when it mattered most. And you look ahead, Seattle has Kansas City next Saturday. The Jets and then the Rams. That's a tough schedule. I hate to say this, but I truly feel like the team to watch out for is the Detroit Lions. The team that I'm the big idiot that watched Hard Knocks this offseason and thought the Lions were legit. But you know what? you got to give Dan Campbell credit. He's got his men fired up. The Lions have caught fire as of late. Jared Goff is having a career season, slinging it all over the field. And they put up points in bunches. We saw that up close and personal when Detroit took a 20 to nothing lead over Washington in Week 2. Well, after that Week 2 victory over Washington, Detroit has stumbled. Losing five straight, but three of those were one possession game. So you felt like they were still in it. Now you look at the Lions, they've won five of six. Nearly upset the Bills. That could have been undefeated in that stretch of time. That's their only loss. And they have four winnable games left on their schedule. With Zach Wilson back at QB for the Jets, who faced the Lions this weekend. Then the Panthers, the Bears, and the Packers. Three teams who have been lousy. So I truly believe... The Washington Commanders need to win two of the final four games to make the playoffs. Is Sunday a must-win? Not in my opinion, but it's hard for me to see Washington losing to New York, going cross-country, defeating the San Francisco 49ers. No, that's probably a loss. And then Cleveland and Dallas become absolute must-wins, and you'd have lost all momentum. And I promise you, there'd be people on sports radio asking for Carson Wentz again. It would be a nightmare. So, no, it's not a must-win game for Washington Sunday, but it would avoid a ton of headaches. It would keep the positive momentum in the locker room, and I think it would guarantee Washington a playoff spot. 
There'd be no more distractions entering the equation. A 91% chance of getting into the playoffs with a win Sunday for Washington. I'm Adam Epstein. This is AWOD Radio. If you want to get in touch with me throughout the show, you could always tweet me at AWOD Radio, A-W-A-D-D-R-A-D-I-O. That's A-W-A-D-D-R-A-D-I-O. Or you can call us, 1-800-636-1067. Your phone call's next on The Fan. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein, here with you on a Saturday morning in December. It's December 17th. You're listening to AWOD Radio. We've got a lot still to get to on the show today. Gene Wong will join me at 10 a.m. He's driving down to UVA for number five Houston against number two UVA from the John Paul Jones Arena. It's the biggest non-conference game in program history for UVA. Two top five teams in the building at John Paul Jones Arena. It's a huge matchup. You can watch it today at 2 p.m. on ESPN2. We'll break it down with Gene Wong at 10 a.m. And guys, you know I'm a huge soccer fan, so I've got to do a soccer segment, especially because we've got the third-place game Saturday and the World Cup final, Lionel Messi in Argentina, Kylian Mbappe in France, Sunday at 10 a.m. Uh, so today at 10.15, I'll break down the World Cup final. But right now, your phone calls on the Commanders. 1-800-636-1067. Is this a must-win game for Washington? If you want to get in touch with me throughout the show, it's 1-800-636-1067. If you're enjoying the show and you want to support me, please download the free Odyssey app today and listen to my show Monday through Friday in Richmond by typing in 910 The Fan. You can hear me from 12 to 3 p.m. during the week. That's when you can catch AWOD Radio in Richmond. Uh, quick update here on the injury report I'm seeing online. Sadiq Charles out for the Commanders with a concussion. Questionable. D-end F.A. Obata with a finger injury. Cam Sims with a back injury. Benjamin St. Juice with an ankle. Uh, the reports, we do believe he will play Sunday. That's going to be huge for the Commanders. Uh, the Giants really did kind of throw the ball all over us at times in the second half during that last matchup. Chase Young, knee, he appears to be questionable. Um, it feels like he'll get in to the game, but I don't know how much he'll play. Trey Turner will start at guard. Wes Schweitzer to start at center. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. 1-800-636-1067. Let's go out to the phone lines here. We got Ron in Ashburn. Ron, how are you doing? I'm good, Adam. How are you this morning? I'm doing great. I think it's a huge matchup for Washington this Sunday, and it would just make me feel so much better about our playoff chances if we got a win. Well, Adam, I, I'm, I would say, how can you not think this is a must-win considering you got Dallas, who's a better defensive team than the Redskins, slightly, but a way better offensive team, and you got San Francisco. You got to win your division. You got to beat your division rivals, especially somebody like the Giants that are. We're slightly better than the Giants, but it's it's a. The key to the game is keeping Daniel Jones contained and uh, keeping the ball away from him. And they can do those, but it's a hard way to win, Adam. It's a hard way to win in the NFL by doing that. You're kind of sheltering your quarterback. That's what you're doing. You're not by run. I mean, we ball control is a great way to win, but you got to score more than 20 points to beat teams in the NFL because crazy things happen. That's my take, yeah. brother. Interested in hearing yours. Hey, Ron, hold on a second. I want to ask you a question. All right, because all right. I, the re- the reason I say it's not must win 
is partially to do with not just who Washington plays, but who the other teams play. Like, Seattle, I think, could lose every game for the rest of the season here. I think Geno Smith's been overrated, and uh, they overachieved. But then they have to play the Chiefs, and they've got a few tough games here towards the end of this uh, stretch of the season. The Lions have been on this great run, but they're still the Lions. They could find a way to lose to the Bears. They could find a way to lose to the Packers and Aaron Rodgers final week of the season. So I think there's a chance Washington does back into the playoffs. We've done it before. But it would make me feel better, and it would make me feel like, hey, Washington deserves to be in the playoffs with a win. Here's my question to you, though. Do you think Washington is the more talented team between Washington and New York? Uh, if you break down by position, I say it's a toss-up. Honestly, I think mm-hmm. they're. I think as long as New York has all of their uh, players like Saquon Barkley, they got us at running back a little bit. They got us at quarterback. Offensively, the Giants are a better team. Offensively, at the key positions, but our defense. I believe in order to win games, the Commanders. Have to have a defense that gives them at least six points every game. Like I said, that's a hard way to win. Have a great day, Adam. Yep, Ron, appreciate the call. If you want to chime in, 1-800-636-1067. 1-800-636-1067. I think Washington is more talented uh, with the skill position at wide receiver, definitely. Running back, it's I think it's a toss-up because, look, we've got two good running backs with Robinson Jr. and Gibson. Barkley uh, certainly is tremendous, though, when he's healthy. They probably get the edge at quarterback because of Daniel Jones's ability to run. But like I said, we have the better wide receivers. So if Heineke can air it out successfully, it should spell a victory for Washington. I think defensively, we're definitely better at the D-line. Uh, they're probably better at secondary, but yet they're throwing out Fabian Moreau, so it's not like I have uh, that much confidence in their secondary to get stops. I think that's why Washington does need to try to throw it deep this Sunday. Uh, Michael Phillips, my guy, covering the commanders for Richmond Times-Dispatch on Richmond.com, has a great breakdown for this game this Sunday, saying that for the Washington Commanders Sunday, it's the biggest regular season contest at FedEx Field since 2012. When Robert Griffin III and Alfred Morris, yep, you guys remember that pair in their rookie season. I was at that game. Robert Griffin III limped into the end zone because he hurt his knee, and they defeated the Dallas Cowboys, the Redskins did, to win the division title. Now, who do we end up playing in the playoffs that year? The Seattle Seahawks, the team trailing Washington in the playoff hunt currently. Ron Rivera's in his third season. In Rivera's three seasons in Washington, The momentum that he has built comes down to this game right now with a massive divisional contest against a team that is fighting for a playoff spot in the New York Giants. And Michael Phillips said that the numbers drive that point home, saying that if the Giants win per football focus, they have an 89% chance of making the playoffs. And if the Commanders win, their odds move to 91%. And... Growing up a Commanders fan, I've been a diehard Commanders fan since I can remember. Going to games with my dad, we were season ticket holders for 15 years. And in the spotlight, in prime time, Washington has been dreadful. Number one memory I have of being embarrassed and crying at a game was the Monday Night Massacre with Michael Vick putting like 56 points on the board. First play of the game, they burnt uh, D'Angelo Hall and LaRon Landry, and I just 
could not believe it. I was embarrassed to be at that game. And over the years, there has been numerous occasions where I go to FedEx Field with my dad for a huge primetime matchup Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night, and I watch the Commanders not even compete, embarrass ourselves. And yet, Rivera's group, since he's taken over, has generally played their best football in the big moments. How has he done that? You've got to give him credit. He's changed, the, he's changed the culture. He just has. In his three years here, the team has logged primetime wins against the undefeated Steelers. You guys remember that from the season we made the playoffs. The Eagles on Monday night and has run the table on Thursday night games, including a Thanksgiving win against Dallas. Ron Rivera said, there's just something about the attention. I think we've got guys that seem to relish the opportunity. Sounds to me like we got a bunch of commanders players that love the attention dollars. Are they junks listeners? Washington plays better in the spotlight under Ron Rivera. They love the attention. This is a huge game for Washington Sunday Night Football. Open up the phone lines, 1-800-636-1067. Is this a must-win game for Washington? What's your game plan for the commanders? Is it similar to last game? I don't think you want Taylor Heineke throwing the ball as much as he did. He had like 42 attempts. You don't want that. Now, he did have 275 yards passing. That was nice. But I'd like a ground-and-pound game with Taylor Heineke throwing the ball around 30 times at the most. At the most. And I think the key for Washington, number one, is to score first and, and change the Giants' game plan. Don't let them just run, 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 run. Force them to throw. Then you have Benjamin St. Juice coming back from injury, and hopefully he can make a play. The commander's secondary has looked completely different when you have Derek Forrest healthy in, in there and Benjamin St. Juice healthy, healthy and in there. They've caused turnovers, fumbles, and interceptions. Can the commanders win this game Sunday? What's your game plan? 1-800-636-1067. You're listening to AWOD Radio on The Fan. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Yes, the son of the junks is back here on a Saturday morning in December talking playoffs. What? Playoffs? Yes, we have a playoff chase. We have relevant football in December. Many are calling this the biggest game in 10 years. What do you think? 1-800-636-1067. 1-800-636-1067. Let's go back out to the phone lines here on AWOD Radio. Let's go to Sean in D.C. Sean, you're on the fan. What's up, buddy? Hey, hey Wad. What's going on, man? Uh, it's good to hear from you, man. How are you? I'm hanging in there. Hey, hey, look here. This is the biggest game in this franchise for I, it could be 20 years. And, and just reason being because we're relevant. And the second thing is the this game, if you don't win, you have to go next week to San Fran, if I'm not mistaken. And then you got to play the best defense in the NFC. Might be the best defense in the league. You don't want to do that. You don't want to go 0-2. You lose two straight, you're gone. That's it. This I game same has way. to be a W. Has to be a W. I don't mind you splitting, getting the Giants, and then you know getting the Giants because you can you can beat the next two teams. Cowboys probably gonna give up last game. So the thing is, in Cleveland's not a big deal. So let's get this one. I could tell less what's happening two minutes after the game's over. Let's get this game. It's so Sean, what is the game plan for this Sunday then? Oh, of course, of course, we uh, we need to stay who we are. Don't do don't do any deviating. 
I mean, mm-hmm. the Turner's been killing us. It's kind of strange. Speed the game up. This is where you score touchdowns. Two-minute drills, run the football, let Heineke throw two or three times in that period. You know, I don't have a problem with that. But don't let this boy step back like he's, like he's Drew Brees or somebody. That's, you're killing us because the odds of him making a mistake go up every time you let him throw the football. Two-minute warnings, speed the game up, let your team go a little faster, and that'll tire teams out. Defenses can't really handle that with us. So the thing is, is play who you are. Don't deviate. Appreciate the call, man. Great point there. And look, I think you're right. I think part of me thinks that Ron Rivera is scared sometimes because I don't know if it was last game against the Giants or a couple weeks before that, but there's been times where he doesn't call timeout under the two-minute warning left in the first half because he's scared that Heineke is going to throw like a back-breaking interception. So instead of him getting giving the two-minute offense a chance to go out there and put points on the board, they've said, no, no, we're cool. We'll go to halftime with the score the way it is. I don't think you play like that this Sunday. Two weeks ago against the Giants, most Commanders fans would agree with me. And if you don't, I want to hear from you. 1-800-636-1067. I fully, wholeheartedly believe Ron Rivera played that game not to lose. He played that game in New York not to lose. Part, some of me, part of me agrees with him, right? You're on the road against New York. It was in overtime. Let's just not lose the game, all right? Let's just not lose the game. We could beat him at home. That's what I think he was thinking. This game... He has to play to win. He has to put everything on the line. He has to put it all out there. If you get the ball back with a minute and 10 seconds on the clock at the end of the first half, if you get the ball back with 40 seconds on the clock and you're at the 25-yard line, you have to try to go play action, spread it out or something like that, throw it downfield, try to get a pass interference penalty. You have to put it on the line. Even if Heineke throws an interception there. And you end up giving away three points. You have to try to get down the field and score in the final two minutes of the first half. You have to do that. You have to play to win. And like the caller said, this might be the biggest game in 20 years. It's the inaugural season of a brand change. Wouldn't the most important thing be to start the rebrand off with a playoff berth? That's how you bring in the younger fans. I'm 29 years old. There are a ton of Commanders fans my age. There are a ton of Commanders fans in their 20s. I don't know that I've met one that's a teenager. Why would you root for this team? It doesn't make sense. All the off-the-season drama, off-the-field drama, every off-season there's something new. Every few years it's a new coach. Can never have a franchise quarterback. Right? Isn't that what kids love? I grew up loving Peyton Manning. I couldn't be a Colts fan, though, because my dad trained me to root for all the teams that he roots for that are right here in the DMV. I'm a D.C. sports fan till I die. All right, let's see what Giants fans are saying about this game. All right, and uh, I found this on Giants Wire. They had six questions that Giants fans are thinking ahead of this game, and I thought they were pretty funny, saying, did the Commanders spend their bye week away, or did they stick around to run tape on the Giants? <laughs> Does that, is that really what they're thinking? The Washington's overlooking the Giants. Oh, yeah, we're going to go hang out with our family and not worry about the biggest game in the last 10 years. Ron Rivera might have spent some uh, much-needed time away with his family, but all reports were that all the players stayed around the facility and worked out and received treatment. Another question they're asking, is the return of Carson Wentz in his presence a detriment to Taylor Heineke? I actually think it's going to benefit Taylor Heineke to have Carson Wentz in his ear on the sideline, and I think it's going to give Washington's coaching staff more confidence to say, hey, Taylor, 
scramble and go pick up the first down. Because I truly think they didn't want him to get hurt because they had no faith in Sam Howell. I don't know why they have faith in Heineke, uh, in Carson Wentz, if he has to play. But I think they're going to say, hey, Taylor, why don't you dive into the pylon? Because even if you have to miss a few plays, we got Carson Wentz back. We feel better about that. He's a $28 million man. Giants wires wondering, what do you feel Washington needs to do better this time around against the Giants? I said it earlier this segment. Just got to play to win the game. In overtime, we got to the 45-yard lining, and the the 45-yard line, and the play calling was trash. It was my grandma's play calling. Come on, Scott Turner. I'm looking at you. Um, they're saying with both running backs banged up, will Washington revert to more balanced snap share Sunday? I know Brian Robinson showed up on the injury report. Uh, but I expect him to be 100%. He's played so much better as the season has gone along. And I even think you've got to give him more carries and less to Ant- uh, Antonio Gibson this Sunday. Let Brian Robinson's vision carry you in this game. He does one run in the first quarter, you do the same one in the third quarter, and he cuts back because he's feeling it. All right? Let's go back to the phone lines here. Things are lighting up. Let's go to Paul and Wheaton. Paul, you're on the fan with Adam Epstein. What's going on, buddy? Hey, man. Hey, Adam. Hey, first of all, I think you're doing an awesome job just from a few years ago with the junks to now. You just seem like you've just you climbed the ladder so fast. So kudos to you. Thanks. Um, one thing I did want to say was I, everybody's saying this is the biggest game in 20 years, but it's really not a must win. I mean, they're still in the playoffs. Even if they're lose, they still have the playoff spot. So, yes, it's very big. Yes, their chances go up, but it's not, you know, if we lose, everybody's going to be, like, so down, and they really shouldn't be because they're still actually literally in the playoffs. Um, but I do think they need to do a lot more running with Heineke. They, they do not use him enough to get outside and, and actually make him a threat. So the Giants just, when he drops back to pass, they know he's not running anywhere. So I think Rivera needs to switch that up a little bit, put some pressure on their D like Jones puts on our D. Um, and other than that, I, I think they will win. I just don't think, like, if they lose, it should be all doom and gloom because they're still in the playoffs. They're still no, you're right. No, you're right. Spot. But, Paul, if you play two games against the New York Giants and you come away with a, a tie and a loss, do you deserve to be in the playoffs? Well, you can, you can make that argument. But then, again, if you go out next week and then beat the 49ers, then you would say, yes, you do. So yeah. you know, every game is a new chapter. But, you know, I, I just don't think this is, like, the biggest game. It's not to clinch a spot. It's not to miss the spot. Like when they get to the end of the Dallas game and that's to make a break, yeah, I think that would be the biggest game. But but now it's still a little early to say this is the, like a make or break game to me anyway. No, no, that's a great point, man, and I do agree with you. I, I started the show by saying, look, I think there's a chance that Washington backs into the playoffs. You know, we could lose three of the la- next four. The thing is, is that Seattle and Detroit could lose a lot of games also. I just don't want us to back into the playoffs like the last time we made the playoffs with Ron Rivera in his first year at, I believe, 7-9. and nine. Let's go back down to the phone lines here. Uh, Billy in Fredericksburg. Billy, you're on the fan. Hi. Um, I just wanted to say um, the previous caller, um, kind of touched on what I was uh, my my topic. Um, you know the thing about Heineke that made him so um, so different was his legs, different from Wentz, and the like. We're constantly getting burned by mobile quarterbacks, Mariota, Hurts, um, and yeah. even even the last game with the Giants, and they never give Heineke. Um, they never give Heineke any design runs. Like the last caller said, they, he just stays back in the pocket and hands the ball off. I mean, Mariota had, what, 50, 60 
60 yards himself um, on the ground. And I just think if they would just give Heineke designed runs, I mean, even if he can pick up 35, 40 yards, it will completely change our offense, uh, at least for this next next game with the Giants. And I do believe that it is a must win meant for mentally and for um, our record. I appreciate the call, man. Thanks for chiming in. 1-800-636-1067 if you want to chime in. Let me respond to what he was saying. So Justin Fields burned us also this season. Uh, Time after time after time, rushing quarterbacks, mobile quarterbacks, dual-threat quarterbacks burn Washington. I think it's partially because we're so good in the middle with Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen. We're not as good on the edge. Our corners, our safeties, our linebackers aren't that good, uh, just not great at tackling in space. Uh, Here's what I'll say about... Taylor Heineke running. I want him to run more. I think every Commanders fan agrees on that. I think the coaching staff, number one, is scared to run him. Like, they're scared he's going to get hurt. And they think, oh, if he gets hurt, we're screwed. And then the second thing, and this was brought up to me by Logan Polson, so I got to give Logan Polson credit on this. Ten-year NFL veteran, now working uh, with the Commanders, also does the Take Command podcast that you can hear and download on the Odyssey app. And he was telling me he doesn't know how confident the coaches would feel in Taylor's decision-making on some of these running plays, if they did design run plays with him, you know, the whole slide and decide thing, read the linebacker, read the D-end, read the edge rusher, do I keep it or do I uh, hand it off? Logan was saying he doesn't know how confident the coaching staff is in Taylor uh, doing that. That's not really part of his game, uh, according to Logan, dating back to what he did in college and what he's done in the NFL. Yet he can scramble uh, when all things break, you know, break loose. And he's running around the pocket, but I don't know that designed runs fit his game style. Uh, certainly, I'd like to see it. I'd like to see him try on the field this Sunday. You're listening to AWOD Radio on the, on DC Sports Radio 106.7 The Fan. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Welcome back to AWOD Radio here on DC Sports Radio 106.7 The Fan. Live and local here in the nation's capital. Up until 12 noon, taking your phone calls, 1-800-636-1067. 1-800-636-1067. So we've talked about the importance of this game this Sunday. Now let's talk about the game plan. How does Washington get a win? Do you recreate the game plan from a few weeks ago? Do you play it differently? Do you think Washington needs to run the ball more, throw the ball more? Or is it just, hey, the defense is going to win us this game because that's how dominant they've been since the team has gone from 1-4 and four to 7-5-1. and one. I'm Adam Epstein. This is AWOD Radio. Let's go out to the phone lines here. We've got Teddy in Southern Maryland. What's going on, Teddy? What's happening, AWOD? Hey, man. How are you doing? I got two things. One, you know, if the kicker would have made the field goal earlier in that game, it would have been an overtime. And also, on the very last play, if you watch the very last play, offensive play, when they handed the ball off, end up punting. Uh, Heineke had the right side to go all the way around. There was nobody there. So I agree with a lot of callers saying that he needs to run more. Yeah. I mean, I, I think most Commanders fans see it. So what's the game plan this Sunday? Do you think that Taylor Heineke running is the key to victory? Or is it, hey, I think it's Terry McLaurin. I think you got to get him more involved. He only has, what, three touchdowns on the season, two touchdowns on the season? He's a guy that should have seven or eight. But, you know, also, I, just like I asked B-Mitch earlier this week, when they did try to, extra, to try the field goal to win the game, why didn't we have somebody back to catch it, try to run it back? And he said it was a good point. So, you know, when they missed the, the uh, field goal at the end of the game. Yeah. 
That's a great point, Teddy. I, you know, I was I wasn't wondering that myself, mostly because I was biting my fingernails off, uh, praying that Graham Gano would miss the kick. Uh, but you're right. I mean, what was it, 58 yarder? We should have had someone back there because he missed it three yards short. Now. I, it would have been pretty cool if we ran it back for a touchdown. Anyway, game ends in a tie. And so I was preparing for the show today by listening to Ben Standig's podcast, Standing Room Only. And Ben Standig thinks this game is going to come down to offensive line protection, all right, with Wes Schweitzer back at center. How will the snaps be, right? Guys, that's already been an issue this season. And, and I, you know, I think that's why, personally, I didn't think Carson Wentz was as bad as a lot of people thought he was watching the games because it's impossible – to have some timing and rhythm when you're picking the ball up at your ankles every play or you're uh, picking up a snap off your shoe. It messed with the timing. And and Carson Wentz is not good enough to have his timing messed with. And I felt like watching the games earlier this season, right, week one he was all right, two touchdowns, fourth quarter, beat the Jags. Week two he got shocked in that first quarter. Sack after sack after sack, Aiden Hutchinson and the uh, Detroit Lions. And it was at that point where I think Carson Wentz mentally sped up his clock. All right, started ticking a little quicker. And everything he did was a little too quick. And it messed with his rhythm, messed with his timing. And it cost us some games. I'll say this again. Taylor Heineke doesn't lose to the Titans with four plays from the two-yard line. It's just simple as that. And so part of the reason Washington turned it around this season is because... You just made, simply, a quarterback switch. And he's not taking as many sacks. But I'm worried about the protection issues this weekend. Because last game, New York had five sacks. And it really cost us a few drives. You know, it's one of those things in the NFL where I truly feel like it's just so hard for an offense to bounce back from a sack. So to me, sacks that lead to punts are almost as good as turnovers, right? Five sacks New York had against Washington. Four of those led to Washington punting it. That's basically four turnovers, right? Because possession is the most important thing in Washington's offense. Washington has to protect Taylor Heineke. The offensive line needs to do a a better job opening up holes for Brian Robinson Jr., Antonio Gibson, and the D-line needs to dominate. The game plan, I think, is the offensive line and the defensive line. Dominate the trenches, right? Stop Jones. Stop Barkley. If Washington is going to be successful and win the game on Sunday night, you've got to contain the rushing attack from the New York Giants. Second, I think this game is going to be won based off of explosive plays. You think back to last game, Washington was up 10-0. How did New York get back into it? By connecting with Slayton deep. That's it, right? They changed the momentum with that explosive play. Now Washington gets Benjamin St. Juice back. He was listed as uh, limited in practice, but I expect him to play. It's the biggest game in the last 20 years. Think St. Juice is going to mix it? Hopefully he can stop the Giants from going deep. And on the Washington's end, they will need to either have a few long runs where Robinson Jr. or Antonio Gibson breaks away, gets past the second unit there, gets past the safety, or it's going to be a deep shot with Terry... Or Dotson, where Taylor connects with one of them. Washington, if they're going to win this game, you got to have a few explosive plays. Got to have plays of 20 or more yards. These chunk plays. That's how you win a low-scoring game. And I expect it to be like that. 20-20 to 20 was the final score last time. 
I'm expecting something like 17-10, 17-13. Low-scoring game. Why? Because both teams like to run the ball, which means that clock is just going to run and run and run and run. Both teams are going to try to dominate time of possession and field positioning. And both teams are going to try to run. So how is this game going to be won? The occasional play-action pass. Whichever team connects more on that. Then I think it's going to come down to third down efficiency as well. Third down efficiency and red zone. If Washington gets to the red zone three times, ends ends up with nine points, that's not a recipe for success. That's how you lose games. That's how you lose games late in the fourth quarter with one score. The Giants had to prepare for the Eagles last weekend. Why am I confident about Washington's chances this Sunday? Because Washington has been preparing for this game for more than 24 days. They were preparing for the Giants, tied them. They had the whole bye week. Now they've got another week here to prepare for the Giants on Sunday night football. There's no reason for Washington not to win this game. If Ron Rivera is really building something in Washington, they'll win this game. They'll win this game. Because if not... All of his momentum is ruined. And then you get to the point where you're fighting, you're scratching, you're clawing to get into the playoffs. I said earlier that this is not a must-win game for Washington, but it ruins all the momentum, and it's hard for me to see Washington deserving a playoff spot if you lose to the Giants. 1-800-636-1067. 1-800-636-1067. Let's go to Sam in Fairfax. Sam, you're on the fan. today. What's up, Sam? Good morning, Awad. Hey. Hey, listen, um, I want to pick up on the thought of some designed runs for Heineke. And I, I really think that now that Carson is, is, is dressed and the backup, Ron might be a lot more inclined for a couple of reasons. And one of them is kind of nefarious to run Heineke. One, yeah. he hasn't been running lately, so that could represent a new wrinkle in our offense for this week and maybe just what we need in order to catch the Giants with their pants down. The second piece is, if Heineke gets hurt, there's a, a no messy way for Ron to give Wentz a shot. And, 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 and Heineke, in, a, in this case, becomes potentially expendable to see if we can get Wentz and figure out what he's all about. So I do look for more designed runs for Heineke. One, because it's a wrinkle that he hasn't been showing lately. And the other is it might be the ticket to Wentz. Yeah, Sam, look, I I agree with you. When Sam Howell's the backup, I think they were scared to run Heineke. Now it's one of those games here you put it all on the line. Let Taylor put his body on the line, dive into the end zone if he needs to, and then you have Carson Wentz there if you need him. I don't want to see that happen, all right, but I would like to see Taylor run more. Let's go back to the phone lines here. Chris in D.C. Chris, you're on the fan. Hey, Chris, are you there? Well, this is my first time calling in. Uh, definitely want to say thanks for, you know, taking my call. But as far as the game, uh, I'm really thinking that it's going to be coming down to the wire. You know, uh, which team is going to run the ball more? Which team is going to, you know, hold the time of possession? Uh, but I really think in order for us to get this recipe to win, I think that we have to make sure that we allow Taylor to, you know, play a little bit more loose, be able to scramble a little bit more, be able to, you know, uh, give it out to not only just Terry, but also look for uh, Dotson and also look for uh, 
Camp Camp Sands also, you know. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, Curtis Samuel, I'm sorry. Uh, so I really hope that our recipe to success would be just running the ball, keeping the time for possession, and letting, uh, you know, Heineke play a little bit more loose as far as running the ball. Appreciate y'all taking my call. Yeah, yeah, Chris, I appreciate the call, man. Great point there. I think if Heineke plays loose, Washington does have a better chance uh, to win the game. He's going to have to make a few plays with his legs or with his arm there on a rollout play, extending the pocket, extending the play, and connecting maybe to his tight end, Logan Thomas. And you're right, this game is going to come down to the wire. I mean, honestly, you guys are crazy if you think this doesn't come down to a one-possession game. What happened last time New York came to FedEx Field? Washington won. 30-29, 30-29, to 29, a one-point game. Last time these two teams played, it was a tie. This is going to be a game within three or four points. It's going to come down to missed field goals. It's going to come down to red zone execution. I appreciate everybody calling in. If you want to chime in on the Commanders, you can call me later in the show. I got Gene Wong coming up next, Washington Post uh, college basketball reporter. He's on his way to watch UVA against Houston. We'll break down that game next on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.